that's going to take you, the people, to institute what you want. To educate the people everywhere on what we want, what we design, what we need. To educate the people to the need for change. To educate the people to the basic political desires and needs of people as a whole. All right, so um, we're going to be talking about Michael Knowles because Michael Knowles is going to show all of us what it means to be a fascist. We're going to go through one of his videos because he is just a living embodiment of a of a fascist. Um, there exists an entire large group of people who are very well organized because, you know, they've had since the beginning of this country's founding to organize because they've had human rights since that long. Um, so he perfectly encapsulates them, their point of view, their perspective, views, whatever. So Michael Knowles is an editor, journalist, something I don't know and I don't care by but he works for the Daily Wire, which is a far-right extremist propaganda news publication, which is owned by Mr. Ben Shapiro, who I would expect a lot of people should know. And Michael Knowles is further to the right than Ben Shapiro, uh, believe it or not. But he is like your racist relatives who come over and, you know, they start trying to implicitly slide in that racial bias that they have. And then sometimes if you ask them to defend it, they'll, you know, use facts, logic, and and the rarest cases, science and deliberate rhetoric to persuade you. Um, and then it's pretty much just because they believe in something called race realism, which is basically just racism in disguise, coded language. Now, this individual, Michael Knowles, he has millions of views on YouTube. So it kind of highlights just how big of a threat the presence of these influences, influencers are in America. And this. And this ties in with an issue that we were talking about yesterday. I have to revisit it because I got in so much trouble for my views. And I didn't even get in trouble with the left. I got in trouble really with conservatives who are, who think that I'm too conservative or something. This issue of, of kicking out Han, uh, Andrew Jackson from the $20 bill and putting Harriet Tubman on there. I saw a lot of conservatives yesterday who were tweeting out as if to win the applause of the left. And they were saying, listen, leftists, I haven't seen a single conservative who isn't totally on board with kicking out Andrew Jackson and putting Harriet Tubman on the 20. Please show me the one conservative. Okay, here it is. I'm, I'm the one conservative. You found me. I guess you guys weren't, weren't looking too hard because here I am. <laughs> and I don't think it's just me, by the way. I think a lot of America. Okay, uh, he sucks. All right, so first thing, he just admits to being further to the right than most conservatives or Republicans. It's very, very important because whenever you hear someone talking like this, you will be able to identify who they are, what they believe, and, you know, probably where they got it from. It's not a bad thing. Just try and make an attempt to persuade them, especially if they are related to you because you have more opportunities to talk to that person. Also, they're your family. And, uh, you know, yeah. So these people can do irreparable damage to... uh, this country if they get everything that they advocate for because you know what they advocate for would literally send us to our literal doom like human society as a whole um so yeah americans don't want to kick andrew jackson off the 20 dollars bill they don't want to castigate jackson and say he was an awful rotten terrible person and jackson really is just he's just an easy target but this this can't is he, is he just an easy target? Well, if he's an easy target, then how does that make him not bad? Wouldn't that make him a hard target? Cause he's not bad. Like I don't, he's not bad. Right. I don't know. So 
again, everything he says will now be reflected upon this group of people within America because he's just alluded to that. He does not. He absolutely refuses to call Andrew Jackson a terrible person. Like he literally avoided that sentence and those words. He also in the entire video, as we go through, he will not provide a single argument in the video as to, you know, confirm his position that Andrew Jackson is good, actually. So I will provide some context to so that way everyone knows that Andrew Jackson is, in fact, a bad person. So Andrew Jackson believed in what was then called Jacksonian democracy, which inched towards a more direct democracy, which would be great in 2021, but obviously not then when the literal only voting population was adult white American racist males. So the other aspect of Jacksonian democracy was very terrible because that was Western nationalism. Now, Western nationalism is very important because the modern day Republican and Libertarian parties mostly in America both have a degree of Western nationalism mixed into their beliefs, which is very bad. Leftists and progressives also believe in Western nationalism, but the difference is it's more like a modern day America post-civil rights era nationalism because leftists want everyone to have health care, which is kind of like nationalism because it's caring so deeply about your fellow American neighbors that you want them to have the ability to pursue life, liberty, and that which makes them happy at all costs, even if they can't afford to live under capitalist America's filthy private insurance industry that makes everybody go bankrupt. Because they'll, they'll, you know, they'll pay, they'll pay anything to live. Yeah, so back to Western nationalism. It is mostly Western supremacy where these people justify all of the actions taken by those who govern in America in the past, aka people voted into a democracy representative of literally only adult white racist males who believed in that subjugation of other human beings and treating them like property. Now, Andrew Jackson was a Western nationalist, which led him to expand the territory of the country. I mean, it didn't lead him but to do that, but you know, that he, he expanded the territory of the country after the Louisiana Purchase as a, res a result of a huge Western nationalist movement known as Indian Removal. This manifest destiny led Andrew Jackson to lead crusades against Seminoles uh, tribes in Florida and the Creek tribes in Georgia for years before he became president. After he became president, native tribes were considered sovereign nations by the Supreme Court in Georgia, and Andrew Jackson ignored it because he was like, well, if nobody's going to really enforce the precedent of the Supreme Court, then uh, I'm going to just do whatever I want, bro. So then the Indian Removal Act was passed in Congress, which required natives to be removed from their lands only after uh, matters of negotiation, which were fair, voluntary and peaceful. But, you know, Andrew Jackson, your boy, Michael Knowles boy over here, just kind of rolled up and ignored all of this and forcefully removed all of the all of the natives from their lands, uh, you know, and, and killing thousands of them, We, uh, you know, in the transportation or, or, you know, wherever he sent them. So now why is Western nationalism bad then? Well, Andrew Jackson's whole shtick was politicians need to act in the interest of the people at all costs. And since he was a Western nationalist, he believed his beliefs reflected those of the people of America. So he needed to follow those interests at all costs. Hmm. So he acted upon those beliefs and he destroyed entire sovereign societies of uh, human beings, ignoring the other branches of government. And he wasn't even president, I'm pretty sure, right? Well, no, uh, I don't know. So, um, 
Western nationalist groups are also responsible for the majority of terrorist attacks in America. You literally cannot be a Western nationalist without being a right winger uh, and most libertarians included. Why would Michael Knowles not want to admit any of these facts? Is it? I think it's because if he admitted these facts, then he would have to admit that he himself, Michael Knowles, is also a terrible person. Now, he also says at the very end there that Andrew Jackson is an easy target. But again, he doesn't tell you how or why. And he doubles down on his defense of a Western nationalist. So, campaign, which comes from the 1776 Project and affiliated groups, seeks to overturn all of our venerated forebears. It's not just going to stop at Jackson. It's going to go to Jefferson and Washington and Lincoln. It already is. They're already toppling statues of those guys. Okay. So he first misspoke or is genuinely dumb because the 1776 project, not commission, is a Trump thing. And since both of them are Western nationalists, he would support that. The project sought to indoctrinate children by creating mandatory history curriculum for public schools in America into being only exposed to the positive aspects of American society and redressing the horrible uh, aspects of, of American history that we just went through, the, the whole Jacksonian era, um, and, and glorify it and justify it too. And uh, yeah, that's obviously bad. So he then uses the phrase venerated forebears in which he's using his expansive vocabulary to give his audience the impression his information can be taken as coming from a source of authority exactly like people like jordan peterson venerated forebears clearly describes harriet tubman so essentially what he is saying is that he does not believe harriet tubman should be celebrated celebrated but that andrew jackson should as if he is more supportive of a bloodthirsty genocidal maniac than he is of a literal slave abolitionist. He literally thinks one should be celebrated and the other shouldn't. Like it's it's that simple. But he, he uses all these words and this word salad to basically trick you into like, no, that's not, I didn't say that. And it's like, dude, you clearly said that. So the statues being toppled are not exclusive to Lincoln. And, you know, obviously all the Southern statues of the the south of in the civil war yeah that's that shouldn't be celebrated so whatever uh that's not a big deal let them fall down i think there are a lot of americans who feel that way and i i understand that there are are many conservatives who really want to prove to the left that they're not racist <laughs> but i i have to promise you that the left already thinks you're a racist and they also don't care whether or not you're a racist if you are, what, what is racism? Racism is the unjust discrimination against people and antagonism of people on the basis of their race. It is wrong because it is an offense against human dignity. That's it. If you're not that, then don't worry about it. You don't need to prove anything to the left. You won't be able to prove anything to the left. It's very pitiful to try to prove these things to the left. They are not going to start liking you because you're saying mean things about Andrew Jackson. They don't like you. <laughs> okay. So. Oh. Okay, so obviously you should never, ever, 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 ever have to prove to people that you are not a racist. Unless you say something racist or get clipped out of context like all of the greats do. But, um, you know, he then talks directly to his audience using fear to control them. He says, they already think you are a racist. So there was no need to prove it. Because deep down you know that you are not. When in reality, you do believe in some degree of Western nationalism. 
And if you're on the right, and therefore you do have a degree of bigotry within you. But you know, he's just like, ah, your guy, wait, we're not racist. They're like, we don't even need to prove it either. Why do we need to? We don't need to prove nothing to nobody. Like it's it's stupid. It's childish. These people are not serious people. Sorry. Pretending to love the Harriet Tubman $20 bill is not going to save you from the gulags, be they digital or otherwise. It's just so lame. This is why we lose every cultural issue. This is it, guys. I you know, we, when we look back on all the crazy politically correct cultural changes that have happened, we say, why didn't conservatives stand up? I mean, let's use the... Okay. So because there's no longer a reason to prove you aren't a racist, that means there was no reason not to fight back against every politically correct cultural change. Cultural changes have been used as a label for things such as women's suffrage, civil rights, disabled rights, gay rights, trans rights. Notice a pattern? Now, cultural changes have also been labeled as communism ever since communists became the big boogeyman of Western hegemons or big countries or superpowers. You can hear it today when these people call Antifa and Black Lives Matter Marxist, communist, socialist, anarchist scum. Now, by labeling humanitarian issues as politically correct cultural changes, they downplay the necessity for these changes to occur for the sake of the evolution of humanity, American society. So if Trump supporters, most Republicans and far right people like Michael Knowles existed back in those days, they would be against all attempts made towards advancing human progress via that list I just listed. And they would be using the same exact talking points that they are using now. They just obviously have the interchangeable terms, which depend on which group they are trying to fight back, who are trying to get their rights. So, um, again, Western nationalism too. Let's. It's all about preserving cultural tradition at all costs, since Western nationalists. Um, and Western nationalism is rooted in a cultural tradition reflective upon adult white males. That means that these people are bad. Sorry, adult white racist males, because, you know, yeah. Gendered bathrooms for a second. The, you know, boys can use the girls room or whatever. Yeah, right. We said, why, how on earth do we get to this place? Why didn't we stand up? Well, the reason that we got to this place is because every time the issue was actually hot, Actually, every time it was actually happening, conservatives who wanted to go along to get along said, oh, who cares? It's not a big deal. They did. They did it even with the bathrooms. There were many conservatives who said, oh, it, it does. It, who cares? It, it affects very few people. Let's, it's fine. If some, if some boys are confused and think they're girls, let's just, it's fine. Let's not, I don't want people to think I'm a bigot or a this phobe or a that phobe. So let's, let's just not touch it. We're going to redefine marriage. Well, let's, I don't want people to think I'm a bigot of some, let's just, let's not touch it. We're going to redefine whole norms in society. Let's not touch it. We're going to institute new legal racial discrimination in the form of affirmative action. Well, let's, I don't want to, who, who cares? It's not a big deal. It only affects a few slots at a university. It only affects a few jobs. Please, let's, let's go along to get along. This is. <laughs> oh, God. So the bathroom thing is not a big deal. And he completely conflated the severity of that issue and doesn't even provide arguments to support his position on that issue. So he's basically the other thing is he's basically telling his audience that it is OK to be a this phobe or that phobe or, 
you know, you don't have to prove anything to anyone because you aren't a this phobe or a that phobe. When in reality, these people really are a this phobe or a that phobe. He then said he was against redefining whole norms in society. He clearly is not a humanitarian and clearly believes that only white adult males deserve all the rights and freedom that this country has to offer because he doesn't like any of the changes to Western nationalist tradition. He then says racial legal discrimination in the form of affirmative action. Affirmative action. I don't even know why I talk like that. I hate him. Affirmative action is literally made to bridge the gap between populations who have had to deal with the consequences of being born in the worst socioeconomic conditions imaginable and adult white males who have had maximum freedom and good socioeconomic conditions than any other population of people in America. So, yes, it's very important to bridge this gap. These West, this is pretty much what leads to crime too, socioeconomic conditions. So bridging this gap would definitely reduce crime and blah, blah, blah. Blue Lives Matter sucks. I don't know. These Western nationalists feel like they are being they are they are being persecuted. So they have this insane uh, double standard uh, victim complex where essentially they make fun of lefty snowflakes for being vi- victims and offended, but then they they persecute themselves because they can't face criticism of their awful opinions. So. They are unable to accomplish certain things and they blame affirmative action. Um, now that affirmative action has equaled the playing field for all marginalized people to attain success and happiness, because again, socioeconomic conditions, uh, pretty much the better they are, the higher the likelihood you will find success and happiness. The same thing, guys. Do not, do not tell me. Who cares? When we say that these cultural issues don't matter, like the Harriet Tubman $20 bill doesn't matter, we give away the whole game. When we say, oh, forget about that. Let's just talk about the economy. The cultural issues, not only do they not not matter, the cultural issues pretty much are the only thing that matters. What profiteth a nation to have GDP through the roof but to lose its whole culture. That's not, that's not what matters. And conservatives need to shake themselves out of this very silly idea that all that matters is tax cuts and bumping up GDP a little bit so that Jeff Bezos can buy a new yacht. That's not what matters. You know what matters? Preserving our traditions, preserving our love of country, preserving our local communities, preserving our venerated figures and forebears and rituals. That's what matters. And it'd be nice to get low taxes too, but that is going to come downstream. Okay. The, the economic policy is going to come downstream of that cultural policy. Okay. Um, so when he says we give away the whole game, what he's really saying is we're giving away the firm grasp that we have over all the people who are not white adult racist males. He also said economics don't matter. Um, so, so this whole economics don't matter thing is, is if you know about the Nosbull vortex, and this guy's not a Nosbull because he hates lefties, but this is a Nosbull thing. So Nosbulls are basically communists who united with Nazis one time, and it didn't work out very well for the communists. So essentially what they, these people like Cigar and Jetty, uh, Crystal Ball on the Hill Rising, what they 
they do is they normalize the fascists to the leftist and they both basically take a dump on economic issues and then the their main difference is the cultural issues and that's why it's dangerous because they agree on half the issues and then disagree on the other half of the issues but one side is way more hyper aggressive than the other side and it's that side just so happens to be the more irrational side <laughs> so th this the, the this playing on the cultural issues matter and are the only thing that matters that's what makes the nozzles dangerous is because they want to unite with the nazis and the nazis think the cultural issues matter the most and the economic issues matter less so that's where so they're just like okay well whatever we can accomplish the cultural issues after we take down the state and then that's yeah that's when all the leftists disappear uh for laughing at the nazis so this type of behavior mental state is basically what leads regimes like that of donald trump into becoming fascist authoritarian and anti-freedom states in which people are literally treated as subhuman to the nationalists in control of the government he literally would rather celebrate the lives of these types of people rather than literal slave abolitionists who basically dedicated their whole lives to improving the, the lives of their people when you say it doesn't matter, who cares? It's a $20 bill. It doesn't matter. Well, you know, it, it matters to me. It matters, I think, to a great number of conservatives. So good. If it doesn't matter, then let it go. Right? It, it, if it doesn't really matter, then fine. Then we won't change it. Because you're, you're the one who wants to change it, leftist. And I'm the one who doesn't want to change it. And you say it doesn't matter and no one cares. And I say I care. So good. Let it go. Oh, they're not going to let it go, though, because they do care. And they care for a reason, because they know that the framing of our nation in the minds of its citizens is the whole game. It will utterly transform the politics. That's why Joe Biden is so eager to cancel the 1776 commission and to castigate it as offensive, offensive to, to, to love your country. That will not get us unity. But the left, of course, does not want unity. I hope you enjoyed that. No, I hope you didn't enjoy it. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry you didn't hear that. So um, now, basically, he is <laughs> equating humanitarians to leftism, giving him the perfect justification by subtly dog whistling to his audience that violence against humanitarianism, uh, humanitarians is justifiable because it's just like violence against leftists and leftists are evil uh and and they deserve to be murdered and subhuman because that's that's how these people think so now he afterwards he says that by documenting history via an objective perspective and look he brought up the 7076 commission again but he messed up um the first time so he says that by documenting history via an objective perspective, it is going to convert people into becoming leftists as they grow up and learn an objective analysis of American history. He is admitting that the 1776 commission would indoctrinate Americans into becoming Republican right-wing conservatives.
which is obviously bad because it will be indoctrinating people into glorifying American history and ignoring the objectively horrible things accomplished by the people Western nationalists want to glorify. These people clearly are against unity because unity implies social changes to advance the human rights of all groups of people within America, and he refuses to unite with those people, so that makes him the problem, not us. And he... His, these people dedicate their whole lives to waging war on these cultural issues and holding back the evolution of humanity. That's all I got to say. Hey everyone, hope you enjoyed that video. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, leave a like, leave a comment, head on over to our Patreon account, support the channel. See you later. Alright, there you go. Our revolution is not explained by the hunger of the masses, but by the thirst for dignity. Our socialism does not, therefore, aim at ingenious distribution of material wealth to economically equalized men who are economically different.